Welcome to the Detours Podcast. Let's get lost. Hey y'all, what is up? I hope everybody has been okay since we last checked in. I'm on here today hoping that talking about what I'm going to talk about today will bring healing to my soul and my spirit. I'm on here today, you guys, because the infamous, the highly spoke about on this on this podcast, a man who I've known since I was 13 years old, Mr. Tesla, passed away last week. And um, I hope I'm able to talk about this, you know, after when I found out he was in there, you know, in the hospital. I, I ever since ever since then, I've been having the worst panic attacks to the point where I myself, I ended up in the ER because the panic attacks from the stress of everything just got too much. I thought I was I thought I was having a heart attack. So I went to the ER, my blood Everything was fine, thank God, but my heart was just racing. And I got my PCP to thankfully, you know, get me on some anxiety medication. And, you know, I was already having anxiety due to everything going on in the world right now. Because, you know, during the whole 2020, I was still going to work and everything. My job didn't close down. So we're still going to work and I was okay. And I realized that what made it okay During most of 2020, what made it okay was Mr. Tesla, you know, so that made it okay. You know, being around him definitely calmed me. It was peaceful around him. And I definitely told him all these things. But, um, yes, y'all, Mr. Tesla passed away. And when I found out he was in the hospital, y'all, I called every single hospital till I found out where he was. And when I found out where he was, um, beyond my better judgment, I did go down to the hospital. I wore three masks, other PPE stuff, and I'm just so thankful that I was protected and that God kept me. And, um, you know, I went down there because I felt like I had to see him because I felt like if he didn't make it and I didn't make it down there, it would have been worse for me um, emotionally. So I went on down. So um, I went down there and I prayed over him because I felt like I needed to pray over him. Like it's just it's just something I just felt like I needed to do. So I prayed for him. I, you know, and so as he laid there, because at first I was too I was scared to go in and the nurses were like, um, are you going to go in? <laughs> so I went in and I was so nervous. He's the first person I ever seen like that in the hospital. And I pray that he's the last. That I, Because I don't want to be there. And I don't want nobody I know to be there either. But um, I went in. And, you know, um, it was him. Like, when I was at the door, I was just looking at the person there. And I was just like, and I saw his hair. You know, he got this nice curly hair. And I, I saw it. And I was like, you know, this is him. Um and so when I went in, I, you know, I just felt the need. I needed to get down there and see him. I needed and I wanted to pray over him. 
And then when I was in there, like, you know how you ever feel like somebody else was in the room with you? So I felt like someone else was in the room. And, you know, I honestly thought it was possibly maybe his late mother. So, like, I was like, you know, if this is his mother, like, please help him find his way. Please lead him back and let him find his way back here. And while I was there, you know, um, but, you know, I thought it was maybe his mother. But now I'm thinking, you know, it just... It might have just been him, you know, like his spirit. But um, well, I went down there and I prayed over him. And I also, um, I just told him that I loved him and that I needed him. And that, of course, his family needs him and his son and everybody. And I was just like, I need you. And I told him that I loved him. And I told him why I loved him. Because that's something that, you know, has been on my mind since the last time I saw him when he asked me, what do I love about him? And I could not give him the right answer at that time because I was mad at him. So, <laughs> so yes, I told him I loved him and I told him why. And I'm just, I'm thankful I had that opportunity. Um, so, on top of that, he passed away, right? So, um... It's just crazy because, you know, this is somebody who I had plans of making up with. So, like, I'm going to tell y'all a part of the story with Mr. Tesla that I omitted from previous um, recordings. And this part here is the fact that when Mr. Tesla came back into my life, I had just moved back home with my mother. And um, the schools had closed due to the coronavirus and I moved back home I was going through a lot I had just broken up with my baby daddy and um I was just stressed financially so she allowed us to move back home she and her husband and it was also great because school was out but my job didn't close so my mom and her husband they were their job did become a remote position so it worked out and that's great so um they were he was able to be at home and they were home and I didn't have to worry about where my son would be every day or pay for daycare or anything like that so it was a blessing so when Mr. Tesla came into my life and you know what before he came into my life so before he hit me up in April 2020 I remember distinctly like probably March or early April I remember he just kept being on my mind, like I would be on Facebook or something and it'd be like, whatever happened to that guy? And um, I used to be like, hmm, let me go look at his page. I'm like, hmm. And though, and I promise you guys, I swear, I swear, <laughs> and I hate swearing, I'm sorry, but I swear when I went to his page and I looked at his pictures, I was like, oof, I dodged a bullet. <laughs> I was like, why do I even like that guy? I mean, I, I mean, I see he got nice hair, but he's not my type. <laughs> he's one of them people that his pictures do not do him justice. Okay, he, they don't do him justice at all. He's he's a very attractive man, and um, yeah. So I was like, what? Um. So yeah, he. Um, so I remember going to his page and be like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Then all of a sudden, he ended up hitting hitting me up. So I figured, like, he was thinking about me, and then 
you know, sometimes when you're someone's thinking about you so much, you start thinking about them. I don't know how that works or why, but that's what happened. And so April 2020, he's hitting me up. Y'all know the story. I let it go. I said, no, 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 no. And then I said no till I couldn't say no, no more. And when I hit him up, when I saw him in person in June of 2020, but I'm saying all that to say that I never in a million years expected um, him, somebody from so far in my past to become somebody who I um, absolutely love like that. That was unexpected. And, um, you know, I also didn't tell you guys that at the end, when I found out about him being with someone else and I told him because, you know, I wasn't telling him because, like I said, we were not official. So I wasn't really telling him to say, you know, why are you doing this to me? No, I told him like this, like, look, you don't have to lie about me. I know about you and this so-and-so chick. And I, and I told him, I said to be honest I do not care I don't care I don't care about you and this girl and what I care about is you and I so um I told him this but he didn't like the fact that I had found out so much info so that was that but throughout the whole time we were talking a big piece of our conversation was the fact that this whole time I was looking for a house to either rent or buy. And I tried to find houses to buy. Every time I tried, um, I was, you know, bid out or it just didn't work out. So I was like, okay, I got to find somewhere to rent. And so this was a big part of our conversation. Like we have, I got conversations with us. He's like, oh my God, you really need to get your own place. I was like, I know. <laughs> so um, that was a big part of our conversations in our relationship, like, I'm looking for this place. I'm looking for that place. I'm I'm going to look at places. It didn't work out. The place is not up to par. It's not worth the money. You know, these places asking for eighteen and $1,900, but they look like little sheds and shacks. So it just didn't work out. So I had made a plan to myself recently, y'all. I Since I realized that months later, he is still heavily on my mind. Because I couldn't bring myself to reach out to him because I felt like this man told me to leave him alone. Therefore, I cannot reach out to him, even though I wanted to. I said, I cannot. And I said, at least not with anything having changed. Well, not coming, you know, coming with something different to the table. So, because I full and wholeheartedly believe that had I... Between the two people who I thought he was speaking to, that was me and this other girl, had I been the one to get my place first, I feel like he would have been here. I'm like, that's how I really feel. But the other person got their place before me and uh, <laughs> and that's where he went. And that's okay. So, um, you know, so I made a deal with myself. So when I finally found a rental house, a rental property... And I found one. It ended up being in the same school district my son was already in. And it's down the street, literally, from where we are now. And when I found the place, I said, okay. So I found the place in June. Um, I did the application, got approved and everything in June. But the people took forever to 
you know, flip it. That's the word they used to flip it so we could actually move in. So it went from late July to I didn't move in till August 2nd. Oh, well, I didn't get the keys to August 2nd. Um, yeah. So now I got approved in June. So as they were dragging their feet, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, because I had plans. And here was the plan, y'all. So I had written this out in my notes on my phone and everything. I was going to I said, do not reach out to him until you have your bed and everything else set up in your place and ask him if he will come over. So I said, OK, OK, we'll do. Um, so that was the plan. And so when it. When my move-in time got moved from late July to, or like mid to late July to August, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. But you guys, that's exactly when he went into the hospital. And um, I was like, what? And so when his best friend, so when I found out he was in the hospital, I did call his best friend to see, to get confirmation, to see what the heck was going on. I called his father and I called his best friend. And so when his best friend called me to let me know he passed away, I'm literally in the process of moving things into my house when he called. And so when he called me and said that, I tried to keep it together. I was like, are, are we sure? Like, are we sure? They were like, he was like, yeah. I'm like, I haven't seen anybody post anything online. Are we sure? And uh, he said, yeah, but let him know if I found out any different. And so I didn't find out any different. It was confirmed. And I'm over here in my my um house trying to put stuff together, trying not to break down crying. And it was just a mess. And so after that, oh, my anxiety got out of control, like off the charts. Um. And I just didn't understand why this person has such an impact on me. But I think it's because um, he just changed the game for me emotionally and just showed me a different side, a different world and the potential of what could be. You know, it's kind of like stuff you see in the movies, you know, like this is, this is what could have been. And then a piece of part of me was like, damn, you know, had I not been a private eye detective, Maybe he and I would have still been, you know, friends and together in an aspect. But at the same time, had I not known, then what? You know, because like I said, y'all, rejection is God's protection. So there's another aspect to this. So um, mid-July, mid-July, I just got tired of what I was saying online. I just got tired of it. And I, I mean, I'm just going to keep it real. I got jealous. <laughs> I'm going to keep it real. I got jealous. I got tired. And I got tired of being the only one holding the ball, holding the bag as, um, you know, what I knew he and I's situation was. So I was petty, y'all. I was so petty. I reached out to his girlfriend and I didn't say anything bad about him. I was like, you know, hey, actually, I pretended like I was a friend of me. <laughs> I was like, hey, I just wanted you to know that one of my friends was messing with uh, Mr. Tesla for eight months and they got in pretty deep. And, you know, 
you know, she cared about him. He showed her a different world. He was very sweet to her. And this is just so you know. So, of course, the girlfriend didn't believe. Didn't believe. And that was fine. And so, after I sent her a message, he sent me a message on um, Facebook Messenger. But I didn't read it. And then by the time I went to read it, like a week later, I saw he had deleted the message. He did the, he unsent the message. But then I had messaged her again, like this next day when I was messaging her, she, um, the next day when I was messaging her, he even called me, but I didn't answer the phone because I was like, look, I, I had already made plans to reach out to him when I was settled into my apartment. So I was like, I'm not going to answer, you know, he might cuss me out, even though, I've never heard him cuss a day in my life. I realized that yesterday. I have never, ever, ever heard him cuss a day in my life. So, um, you know, I didn't answer the phone. So, and I didn't call him back because the week after that, I was babysitting. And I kind of expected him to call me, but he didn't. And then I guess that next week he was um, not feeling well. So, what was next? So, yeah, I didn't speak to him. And then I went to the hospital. And then, like, I really... So, ooh, y'all. The first day I went to the hospital, it was a Saturday. And I went down there and I was standing by the front door. And the door wouldn't open. I was like, what the heck is going on? So, I was standing there waiting on somebody to come by to possibly open the door. And while I was standing there, his wife says something behind me and I know who she is of course she doesn't know who I am so she said something and then I turned to see who it was and then she was said something like they doing that again like the door was locked and I turned and when I saw it was I was like I was shocked I don't even know why I was shocked I was like oh my god <laughs> seeing somebody in person because you know when I was messing with him like I can't believe he never ever thought but I'm like sir just like many other women out here before I even mess with a guy I've already found out everything I could online like if you don't do that ladies you definitely need to find out what you can because you know you just want to at least make sure they're a okay person and not crazy so I had already I knew who she was she didn't know who I was so um they were only letting one person in a day um, in the hospital to see patients. So when I saw her, I knew that and I was like, okay, she's going to go in there. But for whatever reason, I was like, okay, well, let me see. She knows how to get in the hospital. So let me let her know that if I ask her, if I can follow her to the entrance, that way I know for the next time I try to come out here. So I said, oh, hold on, let me follow you. Cause I don't know where I'm going. So we walked around the corner. She led the way we walked around the corner and actually, I mean, first of all, you know, I saw her online, but first of all, she is a gorgeous woman. Um, and she's a boss ass bitch because when we were walking, it was this homeless guy like on the sidewalk. Okay. It was this homeless guy on the sidewalk. He was like, sleep. Child, she had on some little sandals and stuff. She walked right over the man the dang on his blanket touching her pants leg and stuff i was like girl i could never because what i would have to go home and change clothes immediately and might have to throw the clothes away but um she walked right over it fine whatever so we she led the way to how to get in the hospital so the next day 
So when she went to the back, I kind of just, you know, I just walked back to my car. So the next day, though, I did get up early and made sure I was down there so that I could get up there. And I told you guys I saw him and everything. But um, the crazy thing is, like, yeah, when I was leaving the darn the meter where you park and you have to pay when you leave, the meter wasn't even working. And so I basically just got to be there for however long I was there for free. And I was like, it must have been meant for me to come down here and, you know, get some type of closure on the matter. So moving forward, I just was going through the most and, um, I also felt kind of guilty for reaching out to the girlfriend because I was like, man, I should have just held on a little while longer. But at the same time, I'm going to let y'all know why this was kind of like it was like a catalyst to like everything that was going to come out, you know, and I guess it kind of started with me. So um, he passed away. And so just yesterday, I reached out to the girlfriend And I told her that I wanted to apologize to her for bringing that drama to her. And she told me, (laughs) she told me, she said, listen, while I was in the hospital with him for all those for a few weeks, a couple weeks, I sat there as dozens of women blew his phone up. And even one claiming to have been pregnant at one time. And all of them claiming to have loved him. And I was like, dozens? I mean, I knew there was a possible one other possible. But multiple dozens? And she was like, yes. And so she maturely and grownly and did something I wouldn't be able to do. She just said, you know. Just don't let any of this undermine whoever he was to you and don't let that undermine it. Just remember the good time and live your life well. And I appreciate that. And that's what I intend to do. But I was just like, wow, you know, because I did tell her, though, that he was a young man, which was why I never was mad at him about him being with the girl, this this girl I knew about. But he was a young man who had early tragedy And he, I knew that he was, you know, being with multiple women, but I mean, the ones I knew about, which was me, his wife and this other girl. And so, um, I just figured he was just a young man trying to find his way, but he was also kind of like somebody who he was like, I don't know, like use kind of using people in a way, like using whoever he could live with for that. And then doing whatever else but I'm like now I'm trying to figure out was he messing with these all these women while he was messing with me or if after me he just got out of control that's what we don't know and it it honestly doesn't matter but it's just something interesting to think about and I'm like you know how when people die everybody say they love them so much whatever but I'm like do these women really love him you know like that is that's crazy to think that so many women out here who think they love him you know including myself (laughs) so yes so my dream of 
just making up with him and getting back and getting better to how we were has ended. However, the part of him that was in my life, I think he was in my life to teach me a lesson. And I think he was in my life for what he was supposed to be in my life for. He was the catalyst to me following through on my dreams. He was the catalyst. Like, I always wanted to start a podcast. But him coming into my life and wanting to make him proud, I went ahead and started this podcast. I always wanted to go ahead and publish my book. But him coming into my life and me wanting to make him proud, I went ahead and published my book. Him coming into my life and me wanting to make him proud and let him know that I was a person of value I went ahead and started my nonprofit company for single women these were all things I already wanted to do but he was the catalyst to me just getting it done because I wanted him to say like hey baby you don't need nobody else like it's all here it's all here (laughs) like you want a business woman here she is okay Like you want someone who do a podcast, here she is. You want a creative chick, here she is. It's right here. You don't need nobody else. (laughs) But, um, you know, I just stand firm that every time I saw him, I gave love every chance I got. So I stand firm in that. And I'm thankful that I did. I never fixed my mouth to say anything bad about him. And I'm thankful I never did. Because as I said in my last recording, y'all, I always wanted to leave the door open for him. So I'm so thankful and um, that I didn't because I already knew what time it was. I knew that he was somebody who I loved. So I was like, I ain't about to say nothing crazy about him because it might be a day when he listened to it. Oh, y'all, but life is so unexpected and I'm just praying that talking about this helps me to heal. I'm probably going to end up writing some poetry about it. I already wrote one poem about him. It's in my book, y'all, sitting on laps, available on Barnes and Noble. I already wrote one poem about him and he's in my book under um, some random name I made up called Chauncey. (laughs) And, um... Yes, it's just like everything is okay and I'm getting better Um, and I'm thankful. And I wanted to mention y'all like somebody was like, well, if you weren't a private detective, maybe he would have still been in your life. But say, for instance, you know, I wasn't a private detective, then I'm still in danger of STDs and my pH balance being off again and just too much. (laughs) So, you know, still in danger, you know, but like I said, when I found out about this girl, I told him like, I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. Like, I don't know why you think I would give a damn, but I don't give a damn. (laughs) So what? I don't care, boy, but just understand I wanted to end. And I want the lies to end. So that's what I said. (laughs) Like, trust and believe I needed to stop the lies. Because, like I said, the fact that you was with somebody else, that ain't what I care about. I care about you lying. Like, I'm like, hey, where you at? What you doing? Oh, I'm with my son. And I'm like, well, 
thanks to me being a private detective, I know you're not with your son. Your son's with his mother. So where are you? But, you know, I never said that to him. Because <laughs> I ain't want him to be like, God, that'd be crazy. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. Uh, just a little bit. But, yeah. And, I mean, for the girlfriend, so she and I were chatting for a minute. And she was just like, I just didn't know. I didn't know. I never. He kept me to a point where I didn't ask any questions. And he kept me in my own little bubble. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I kind of felt like I was in a bubble, too, with him. But, child, thanks to the Internet, I ain't never in that kind of bubble. Like, And I told her the fact that I didn't go looking. I People see people get this wrong. I didn't go looking for a damn thing. Facebook messy ass brought it to my attention. Facebook said, hey, <laughs> Facebook said, hey, um, so I see you're on the line a lot with him. And so is this person here. Here's this page. Click. So, yeah, it was I saw all I saw was a profile picture of a girl who I thought was pretty, but who I'd never seen before, because if you grew up in a city and went to any of the major high schools in Atlanta, I'm pretty sure I've seen you before. Like if you're in our age group, which is like at the time it was like 29 to 31 or 32. So if you're in our age group, of course, I've seen you somewhere before, either at the skating ring, at the movies, around town, you know, at my first job at KFC. Like I know you. So I not know you, but I've seen you. So I saw a girl who I'd never seen before. I thought she was pretty, so I clicked on her page. <laughs> I clicked on her dang on page, and that's when I saw that. Had her page been private, I wouldn't have seen none of that. And that would have been rap, a rap, you know? And it would have never came out about nothing if her page was private. If she would have made them post private, I wouldn't have seen a damn thing. So, Yeah. But everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. That's what I told her last night. And, um, you know, it's just terrible, you know, because I'm just thinking about my birthday coming up. And I'm thinking about last year on my birthday on my way to Chateau Elan. He's was blowing me up like we were just talking the whole way down. Um, You know, so I'm like, well, I can guarantee he will not be calling me on my birthday this year. But a part of me wishes I did reach out to him on his birthday, but I was mad because he didn't wish me a happy Mother's Day. So I was like, oh, you wish me no happy Mother's Day? <laughs> well, I'm not going to wish you no happy Father's Day, and I'm not going to say nothing to you on your birthday. Boom. But I knew when Father's Day came around, I was thinking of him. When his birthday came around, I was thinking of him. <laughs> But turns out he was out with a whole different chick on his birthday. So I'm like, okay, my guy, my guy, my guy, what are you doing? My guy. So, you know, I just got on here to let y'all know this. And I'm letting y'all know also stay safe, stay prayed up. And we're going to make it through this, y'all. But, you know, life is unexpected. And if... It's someone you out there that you love. Go ahead and let them know. I mean, it might cost you your dignity a little bit, but just let them know because you just never know what's going to happen. Just go ahead and let them know. Just say it. It don't matter if you said it months ago. Say it right now. You know, just call them up. Let them know and tell them you don't want anything. Just if you love them, just say, hey, I love you. And I'm, you know, I love you. Just know that. 
<sighs> and then whatever happens is okay. But um, y'all, we gonna see what's next. What's going on with everything going on in the world? We also gonna see why is gas two ninety nine? What is going on? <laughs> but yeah. Let me think. Let me make sure I got everything. But yeah, I just wanted to give y'all that update on Mr. Tesla. And rest in peace, Mr. Tesla, y'all. His name um, is, was, is William. So rest in peace, William. I mean, when I tell you, I don't have many regrets of dealing with him because he showed me a different way, a different side when he wanted to, he showed me nothing but love. <clears throat> but it's just difficult because me moving into this house and, you know, as I was looking for a house, I was always buying things for the house. So it's just difficult as I go through these memories and see things that he and I talked about and moving that into this house that he and I talked about. So it's like I got a record player, you know, I I just randomly posted online. I was like, I want a record player. And then he sent me in Messenger a whole list of the best record players, like a whole like long list of these are the best record players. These are the ones you should choose. This is what I got, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, thank you. And so then I was looking for a mattress. He sent me a whole long list of the best mattresses. And um, yeah, so just thinking of that is just like a lot. And it was a lot last week when I was trying to move. And then I'm looking at like all these clothes I bought in the last year with him in mind. So like I used to see him like late at night on the weekends. <laughs> So I had all these little freakum dresses, child, and um, just looking at those dresses was like, whew, I was like, oh my God, you know, it's just giving me the worst anxiety and looking at certain shirts I bought, certain shirts I wore over his house, shoes I wore over his house and that he commented on like, oh, I see you like these type of shoes, you know, um, this shirt I bought call it says on the front it's just a little t-shirt it says on the front a uh, whiskey business because he loved whiskey so I call myself being cute and getting the little whiskey business shirt um you know <laughs> so we would laugh about it but he didn't say nothing about it <sighs> so it's just like so all these clothes I bought in the last year were all bought with him in mind these bras I bought all with him in mind like I would show him like new bras I bought I was like I just got this little red plaid bra around Christmas because I love plaid, but I really love green plaid. But yeah, this little matching bra panty set is red plaid. I'm like, oh, it's too much. And then this bra I wore the last time we were together in the wintertime is probably going to be really difficult because that was a lot of the clothes I wore <laughs> over his house because, you know, lots of sweaters, um, yeah, hopefully it won't be difficult. But um, and then I was just the other day looking at the first outfit I ever. Oh no no no, that wasn't the first one. I was going to talk about this army fatigue like dress. This it was like a little skirt, and it was like pleated on the sides, army fatigue. And then it was this army fatigue shirt that goes with the skirt, and the whole back is out. And that's 
what I wore of his house the first night I spent the night. And um, the first time I went over there, I wore some just some jeans and a t-shirt because I wasn't expecting nothing to go down. But I still got those. I don't have the jeans anymore, but I do have the t-shirt. And so, yeah, I was seeing that t-shirt the other day and just having a moment. And then the the army fatigue outfit. And I was just like, man, what? Wow. I kind of wish I could just go back in time. But the memory of it all is just amazing. And he was just so many firsts for me, y'all. He and I told him this, like he will, he represents so many firsts. Like he's the first man to ever send me flowers on Valentine's Day. He's the first man to ever um, that I ever spent the night with, other than my baby daddy at day place. You know, not my place. <laughs> um, you know, the first man I did many things in the bedroom with, like many things I'd never expected us to do. <laughs> Um, just, he was just so many firsts, so many good firsts. And, um, I will forever appreciate that for him. And he taught me a good lesson. He taught me at least what a man who is courting you should do. You know, this is what they should do. So he just taught me, taught me a lot in that short amount of time. And, um, I don't know, like if it did turn out that his serial dating self or sex addiction got worse after he and I ended um I mean I guess I feel kind of bad about that but clearly he was hurting over something or maybe he just was doing it because he could you know or maybe he was looking for a replacement for me because I know at least two of the chicks look real similar to me like the ones I found out about after the fact I'm like They look real similar, like brown skin, braids, plus size. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Like, baby, you're not, you're going to forever be looking. You're not going to ever find a a me replacement. But like I said, I absolutely 100% was going to reach out to him and say, hey, I had wrote it all out. Like, hey, I don't even remember what it said because I just deleted it the other day. But I just told him, was going to tell him like, hey, come over. This is my address. And I said something like, you know, if it's a no, that's fine. Um, But come over. I'm sorry for everything. And I was going to see what he said. But I didn't get the opportunity to sell him um, in person. But once again, y'all, rejection is God's protection. It may not make sense when, why you and someone don't work out. But just trust and believe that if it wasn't supposed to work out, it's not going to work out. And it's for the better. It's for your protection. And continue to pray and continue to ask for protection. Especially make sure you say that, say or read that 91st Psalm, either in the morning or at night or both. And stay prayed up, stay protected, y'all. And we'll talk soon.